0: It might be schlock, but it's effective schlock. (laughs) I'll take it.
1: This is the Gospel of Musical Theatre, a priestly look at some of your favorite musicals, with your hosts, Cathedral Deans and Musical Theatre Queens, Nathan LaRude and Peter Elliott.
2: This is Gospel According to Musical Theatre, or Gospel of Musical Theatre, actually, with Nathan, who's in Portland, and Peter in Vancouver. And today, we're continuing our romp through the works of uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber to look at and talk about Evita. And I think is the last show that he and Tim Rice collaborated on. Right.
0: Kind of a, the great culmination of the rice lloyd Webber partnership. Uh, and we, ha- we haven't really talked a lot about Tim Rice. In these, um, but I I did a little bit of digging to try. To, I mean, you know, he's had he's had his own career beyond kind of Andrew Lloyd Webber, quite a bit of Disney stuff. Uh, went on to uh, did, did a he did chess with two of the guys from ABBA. Um, so you know, he he is himself an egot winner along with with Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, has had a has quite a has had quite a successful career. He's still living, um, at least as as we record this. Uh, an interesting guy. Uh, kind of, I, I think with and Lloyd Webber got kind of caught up in conservative politics. He, he's a Brexiter, which I don't know what we want to. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think my I, I don't know a ton about this. My sense is that both Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice are not beloved of the um, kind of the progressive English political system. They're sort of seen as complicated guys, shall we say. Um, so I don't know how well they how well their reputations have aged. Um but yeah, I mean in some ways like I I think you've you've called this score really the culmination of what they're doing in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um. Yeah.
2: And I think the the great success, and I'm a I'm a reluctant fan of of Avita, probably uh more than any other although I I think I've said this on every show and then I end up we end up talking about it, and end up discovering how much I actually love it. But and I think one of the the great successes of Avita is the lyrics. Um, I think they're clever. I think they go well with the music. They advance the plot. It is a pretty much sung through, very operatic. I was having lunch, I think, just when we started uh, talking about this uh, with the now retired director of Vancouver Opera. They produced it in Vancouver five, seven years ago, uh, near the end of his term as general director it was the most successful thing they've ever presented in vancouver in terms of ticket sales they just sold out this 2200 seat house night after night after night uh and it was a, we saw it it was a, it was a brilliant production but we're getting ahead of ourselves so let's just locate it for those who may not know avida uh 1976 were in the late 1970s this is a musical about the uh, life of the Argentine political leader, Eva Perón, the second wife of Juan Perón. And it uh, tells a story of her, uh, her life, early life, right through to her death. She died as Jesus Christ did at age 33, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Which is very
0: significant, and we probably want to put a pin in that and, and look at... I mean, because this follows a write-up on Jesus Christ Superstar, right? So right. I think we can effectively look at Jesus, the way Jesus is portrayed in that musical, and Ava, the way she's portrayed in, in Evita, as almost sort of uh, bookend characters.
2: Yeah. It was the first collaboration between Hell Prince and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Hell Prince went on to produce... A direct uh and conceive phantom of the opera which we'll talk about at another episode. But this is the first uh uh he said apparently when he read the script, any any show that begins with a funeral, I'm in. Like he was immediately <laughs> immediately into it. <laughs> Weber in, in his memoirs, talks about the context in which this was, uh, this was written. 1974, Britain, let me read just a little bit, on the verge of a political meltdown. Some even felt the revolution was possible. Edward, the end of the Edward Heath government in 1973, open war erupting between government and trade unions exacerbated in November 1973 when OPEC announced a 70% increase in uh, oil prices. The miners' union had an all-out strike. Uh, Heath put Britain on a three-day working week. Power cuts were reduced by uh, an et etc. There was an election. Heath, who was a conservative, resigned. Harold Wilson came to power. He got a little majority. Government expenditures rising, etc., etc. So a very – and the IRA in Ireland, obviously – So the upheaval within British society of kind of the end of a period of post-war prosperity, strikes, and so forth. So he says, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber writes, given all this, it's not surprising that the story of Ava Peron resonated with me back in 1975. Then he writes, the pro-fascist Peronists came to power by harnessing the Argentine trade unions to overthrow what was the most liberal democratic country in Latin America. So it comes out of the context of British politics. And you and I have talked about this before, in so many ways, even though it's set in Argentina, Evita is really a British story. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. about it's about British politics. I think that's right. I, I, I suspect that many um, contemporary Argentinian political scholars would say the same thing, perhaps a little more uh, aggressively than <laughs> that this is really not necessarily a recognizable portrayal of argentinian politics certainly not a recognizable portrayal of, of peronism which continues to be a live political philosophy uh, in, in argentina i'm not i don't i don't i don't know the ins and outs of this but my sense is argentinians don't love evita they don't love the way that it portrays one of their great national. We might say, I mean, saints, right? Which the show definitely plays up. This idea that by the, we see this at the very beginning of the show with with, with that opening funeral that Hal Prince loved so much, right? The Requiem for Evita. They are they are singing a salve. They are singing Salve Regina to her, right? So she has become not just a saint. She's, I mean, literally Madonna, not the actress, but the <laughs> the Virgin Mary, she Savior the of her. Later,
1: yeah. <laughs> the actress, and
0: and and there is an active uh, petition to make her a saint. I mean, she she is on. On the journey to sainthood, not, I mean, not incidentally, you know, Pope Francis, it was the former Archbishop of Buenos Aires. So I mean, you know, also a man, I think he met Eva Perón when he was a, a young man there. Yeah. So I mean, like, this is a story politically and religiously that continues to have resonance in contemporary society. Argentinians don't love Evita. I think that's both... A musical critique as well as a political critique. One of their one of their one of the great scholars said, you know, Evita is about as um, about as Latin as steak and kidney pie. <laughs> uh, this is a British story for British audiences with largely British music. So I mean, I think the way that we might situate this is in some ways like this is about the rise of Thatcherism. Maybe this is telling a a story for about British politics as much as it is about Argentinian politics
2: and the Falkland Wars. Where yeah. uh, so Argentina? I just doing a little bit of research about the colonization issues in Argentina. The name Argentina means silvery, uh, Argent, right? Um, it's it's silver uh, because it was exploited for its silver mines. And what gets thought of as Argentina today, the landmass, was really a bunch of disparate small communities where uh, Europeans, the Spanish also, the English came, set up mining uh, operations to get silver out, made Argentina very, very prosperous in its time. It was very, very prosperous because of the exporting of, of minerals. But the oligarchy, the ruling classes, which becomes a theme within Evita, lived a very charmed Almost like an English country house club. That's the way. Life.
0: Yeah, that's the way the music. I mean, it's almost My Fair Lady, right? It's the Ascot Gavotte. The, their music in in the show is very much it's British upper class society. Yes. Yeah.
3: At the watering holes of the well to do, I detect a resistance to Precisely. our heroine's style. We're night, you notice the shooting sticks. Of the upper class Give her an inch Aren't supporting a single ass That would rise for the girl She'll take the
1: mile Such as shame she wandered Into our enclosure
2: Meanwhile, workers, uh, the poor, the shirtless ones, as the
0: descamisados, yeah.
2: descamisados, were living lives of poverty, far removed from that. And that's the that's the kind of central tension that that Avita explores. Ava Perone herself, born out of wedlock, her father died; she wasn't allowed to go to his funeral. Well depicted in the film, etc. And then her rise to fame. But just a little more about the production, then let's let's get into it. Began in London, well, began as 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 uh, Weber and Rice did, both with Jesus Christ Superstar and with Joseph, as a concept album. So it became an album first, and then... Mm-hmm. And had a couple chart hits, right? I think Another yeah.
0: Suitcase in Another Hall was kind of charted before the show ever saw a stage. Yeah.
2: And then, hell, pr- Prince put it in a black box, a very um, conventional kind of staging, but without a lot, with projections... But without a lot of scenery, not a lot of big set pieces. Yeah,
0: Brechtian, I think, is the way that production was. Yeah. And, that, and that sense of irony, I think, is really important for understanding what Evita is trying to do theatrically, right? Like we are not uh, – I mean, in some ways, we're, the character of Ava is being kept at a distance from us, largely by Che, I think, right? Like this kind of Greek chorus figure who's always comment, commenting rather ironically and some, sometimes pretty uh, critically on what's happening yeah and that's and that's how prince's conception of this thing, right like it is very ironic it's there's a wink and a nod here uh it's 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 dark in a kind of uh yeah in a, in a sort of critical way
2: begins and ends with funerals, chronicling her short life in in London. It was Elaine Page who played Ava Perone on Tim Broadway it was <laughs> yes uh, Tim Rice's girlfriend in Broadway. It was the great, Patti the great patty lapone great on lapone and Shay... Was played by Mandy Patinkin, et cetera. It won a bunch of Tony Awards and it's been produced here and there over and over again. Uh, had a revival on Broadway in 2012, was it? With uh, Ricky Martin playing Shay and the actor who played uh, Vita, whose name is Elena, or Elena Rogers. Yeah. yeah Who's right. Argentinian. Yeah.
0: Actually, Argentinian.
2: And Patty Lapone has stated this about her time in the show. Evita was the worst experience of my life, she said. I was screaming my way through a part that could only have been written by a man who hates women. I had no support from the producers who wanted a star performer on stage, but treated me like an unknown backstage. It was like Be- Beirut, and I fought like a banshee. So there's a whole kind of... Oh.
0: Yeah, she, she has, she's uh, not, not stinting in her criticism of Andrew Lloyd Webber particularly and the, and the show more generally i and, and that's one of the things that i that i want to flag and and think about i mean you and i have talked about the phenomena phenomenon of divas uh, the way that, the way that may uh, almost exclusively male writers write shows for women, often very powerful women, I think, you know, in some ways, one way we could understand the character of Evita, the way she's conceived of in the musical, is this is a successor to Dolly and to Mame and I suppose to Anna, you know, these kind of powerhouse roles for Broadway divas. Mama
2: Rose and Mama Gipses.
0: Rose, yep, that's, yeah. I mean, and you know, Patty, not, you know, Patty, Patty's career has largely uh, mirrored Ethel Merman's in some ways, right? She I've famously was in Anything Goes, doing Blow Gabriel Blow, Uh, she's she's a belter. She's you know like very much in the kind of Ethel Merman vocal range. Uh, I I think her criticism of the score is, I mean, it is a it is a very demanding score. A lot of it's in the passaggio, so demands a lot of a. uh, I mean, Patty would say unsingable, right? This is a cruel thing to do to a woman's voice. I think that's. That's a fair way of thinking about what this score demands. Uh, You're asking an actress to to belt extremely high in her range in a way that, you know, is actually, I think, kind of dangerous. Like, you can really ruin your voice singing Evita. is musical and then also a little bit more than musical and that's what i want to think about you know wh- how who <laughs> what what function is ava serving whose who, whose version of a of a rags to riches cinderella story is this what's being what wisdom is being attempted to be imparted here? Um, is this a healthy way of thinking about a woman or not and whose version of, of, you know, like, why gay men get obsessed with this stuff. They get obsessed with Ava Perón, the historical figure. They get obsessed with Patty in the role, with, you know, actresses who have played this role. You know, she kind of walks that line between a saint and, a you know, a whore, I suppose. I mean, she literally is the virgin whore dichotomy embodied in one woman. Exactly. What's, what is this about? Like, why, why are we so drawn to stories about these kinds of women? And is this, I don't know, there's a piece of me that thinks, like, is, is Ava just serving as a kind of a way to prop up the patriarchy? Um, yeah. I, I have a lot of questions about politically and in terms of gender, what this, what this story is about.
2: And is she just a slightly, not even slightly, just another way of drawing Mary Magdalene from Jesus Christ Superstar? Sure. Um, you know, someone whose primary, first, you know, the first thing you think about the way she's presented, the first thing I think about is, okay, so she sort of slept her way to the top. She gets to be married to the president. And then she just wants to be a glamour queen, and then she dies of cancer at 33. I mean, there's you could tell the story that way, but I think it's a much more complex story.
0: I do, too. I, I mean, she's Lady Macbeth, right? Like, I think that's the dramatic antecedent here, right? She's the dangerous woman who uses sex for power and tempts, we might say, innocent men into committing acts of political atrocity. I think that's... I mean, you know, I don't... I, there's a lot of different ways that you can... There's a lot of different ways that actress, actors can choose to play Ava. I think Madonna has a very different take in some ways than, than Patty Lapone did. Um, but I, my, my sense of... One way that you can understand this character is she's a dangerous... A uh, femme fatale, we might say, right? Like film noir has this character. She's a she's a dangerous woman who's going to su- use use her sexual prowess to seduce you into doing something that is immoral, we might say. And that, I mean, you know, like that's one way we could understand the relationship between Eva and Juan Perón, right? She's he's kind of an empty suit. She's the power behind the throne. She's he's saying like we could, you know, we get this in uh in in a new Argentina, right? When they're kind of in bed together, and he's like, well, we could just, you know, maybe it's time for us to go into exile. There's more power that we. And she, oh no 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 no. There's only 20 people to be in between you like. Like, we can basically off them all, right? Like, she's very deliberately uh, the the political goad there who's convincing him to, you know, start climbing his way to, to political power, I we assume, so that she herself can have a certain kind of, you know, that's really her only access to power, I suppose, as a woman in a machismo society, is to be married to a powerful man. Uh, and, and she does. She becomes an incredibly powerful political figure, perhaps more powerful than her husband. We, you know, she makes a bid for the vice presidency that ultimately fails. So... You know, there is a. I think there's a political critique of powerful women here. I think there's you know there's a way in which we're we're meant to be a little bit uh, we're we're shaming her. We're meant to be a little bit afraid of her, condemning her maybe because of her you know her fascism, her authoritarianism, and more to the point, to your point, the way that she at least in the show sleeps her way to the top and that's both presented to us as, you know, like well, here's a story that we recognize, but also like shame on her, right? Like she's presented to us as the, I mean the the soldiers even call her a whore. They call her a tart. Uh, they call her a jade. I mean it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty damning portrait of a of a powerful woman.
2: Yeah, I think I think the 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 book by Tim Rice um it's it's encapsulated in the, the very first song that Shay sings. Oh what a circus, oh what a show. Um Argentina has fallen in love with uh ava perone right? an actress it, called ava an actress Peron. and the death
0: of an actress called ava perone yeah.
2: exactly so it's a circus it's a show it's there's no the the way she's presented there's no genuine empathy from her there is a bit of there's self pity at the end when she tragically is her life is cut so terribly short by uh ovarian cancer um from which she succumbs, but her funeral becomes An absolute ascension, um, to use a theological word, of someone who was iffy, especially from... Because I think we look at class now. The aristocracy hated her. The common people loved her. And love her her still. And Mm -hmm. embrace her still. And there's a strong pushback to the narrative arc of sleeping your way to the top, becoming the femme fatale. Instead... Catholic writers um, sympathetic to her say she touched the lepers. Mm-hmm. She opened She's the a treasury. Saint. She's yeah. a saint. She opened the treasury of Argentina to give college education, vacations to the poor, dentures, apparently. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of dentures. Because there was dentures no. And sewing machines. I yeah. know. And sewing machines. There was no health care. There was no dental care. Um, the people were living lives of desperation. She didn't structurally make the country better. In fact, the trajectory of Argentina uh, is kind of a downward slope, sadly, from her period on. But she made money available for actual practical things. So she's a bit of a... it's a complex character that i don't think the musical presents very fairly that's
0: yeah it doesn't present her in a particularly complex way although i think i think actors can can make interesting choice i i mean, i think there is something interesting happening in i um, in in evita as a as a theatrical piece right I, th- I think about uh you know i mean even the way that i don't love madonna's portrayal i think mostly because i don't think she sounds that great in the role but i think she is trying to deliberately uh, soften, we might say, slash give you something sympathetic. Uh, they write Madonna famously, a, a good song for her range, You Must Love Me, which was not in the original. Uh, the that, That's kind of her great 11 o'clock number, we might say. Where we do, I think we're invited to think about this is a woman who longs to be adored. She is humanized for us in a certain kind of way. We're given a little bit of a, we might even say a backstory, right? Uh, abandoned by her, you know, her her father refused to recognize her, raised in poverty. Uh, one way that we could, I suppose, kind of psychologically dismiss Ava Peron the way that she's portrayed in the movie is she's a girl with daddy issues who just wants to be who just wants to be loved by the people.
1: Why are you at my side? How can I be any use to you now? Give me a chance, and I'll let you see how has changed Deep in my heart I'm concealing Things that I'm longing to say Scared to confess what I'm feeling Frightened you'll slip away you must love me. You must love me. You must love me.
0: So at least we're invited to sympathize with her, right? She's not just evil and she's not Lady Macbeth. Um, she's a woman dealing with intense grief, uh, who, who longs for a kind of, a kind of affection that she never received in her childhood, uh, which is apparently why we all go into theatrical professions. So, you know, like that's a, that's a story we recognize, I think.
2: And goes to the big city. Uh, Let's just take a moment to talk a bit about Shea too. Sort of modeled on Shea Guevara, who apparently might've probably spent some time in Argentina and was an initial a fan of juan peron but then critical of him as you say uh shay this character shay sort of acts as a, a a greek chorus um commenting on on the unfolding action and so forth then bringing a lot of uh, uh a lot of the subtext the complexity uh to life brilliantly done by mandy peteken I actually think Antonio Banderas in the film does he's a pretty very good, darn good job.
0: I, I agree. I think he's I think he's quite good. But he really I think we're Che is our avatar, right? He's sort of the he's we're watching the show in some ways through his eyes, right? And it's a pretty I mean, I think he if there's a thesis statement about what this show is trying to say, it's in his. It's in that opening. Oh, what a circus! Right. She had her moments. She had some style. The best show in town was the crowd outside the Casa Rosada crying Eva Peron. But that's all gone now. He sings. As soon as the smoke from the funeral clears, we're all gonna see she did nothing, nothing for years. For years. Yeah. I think that's his right. And so at one level, I think you're right. That's that's Che Guevara, right? That's saying this is a woman who is throwing dentures at the. I mean, not to put too fine a political point on it. This is Trump going down to Puerto Rico and tossing paper towels at the crowd right, right? this is this is uh, nothing
3: oh, what a circus oh, what a show argentina has gone to town over the death of an actress called eva Peron. we've all gone crazy morning all day and morning all night falling over ourselves to get all of the misery wrong an exit, that's how to go When they're ringing your curtain down Demand to be buried like Eva Perón It's quite a sunset And good for the country in a roundabout way We've made the front page of all The world's papers today But who is this Santa Evita? Why all this howling hysterical sorrow What kind of goddess has lived among us? How will we ever get by without her? She had her moments, she had some style The best show in town was the crowd Outside the Casa Rosada crying neva perro But that's all gone now as soon as the smoke from the funeral clears we're all gonna see how she did nothing for
1: years
3: Your people a guitar You were supposed to have been immortal. That's all they wanted. Not much to ask for. But in the end you could not deliver. Sing you fools, but you got it wrong. Enjoy your prayers because you haven't got long. Your Queen is dead, your king is through. She's not coming back to you. Your show business kept us all alive. In 17 October 1945, but the star is gone, the glamour's won't thin That's a pretty bad state for a state to be in Instead of government, we had our stage Instead of ideas, the pyramid on his rage Instead of help, we were given a crowd She didn't say much, but she said it loud dares to keep his head held high while millions weep. Why, the exception to the rule, opportunist, straight a fool, or just a man who grew and saw from 17 to 24 his country bled, crucified. She's not the only one who died. Sing, your fools, but you got it wrong. Enjoy your prayers because you haven't got long. Queen is dead, your king is through. She's
1: not coming back to you.
0: the criticism here is like she's she's doing nothing structurally to help people you know this is this is paternalism this is the bad kind of you know like she's she's maintaining her power and her authority by you know throwing stuff at the poor but keeping them poor so that she can remain in the structurally wealthy role that she has climbed her way to the top to inhabit. Uh, this is not, there's no There's no attempt to make people's lives any better, or to empower people to make their lives better. She's just throwing paper towels at them. And so, of course, they adore her because she, you know, she supplies them the glamour that they long for and the beauty that they long for. And she, you know, throws a couple dentures and then it <laughs> climbs up onto the podium and blazes her arms and singing, don't cry for me, Argentina. I mean, like, there is a, there's a very sardonic, critical, ironic look at... Um, at celebrity, we might say at uh at, at gl- glamour culture, uh, I think this is working in a lot of different ways, but we are not meant to take her the musical does not ask us to take her seriously as a political figure or as a as i mean as, as a woman who's doing anything more than than wanting to be adored by people and, and that's she, where yeah that's yeah, where I have questions
2: and Shay narrates that in the song, and the money keeps rolling in, just uh sh- talking about. Uh, the Ava Perone Foundation, which did all the dentures and the, um, uh, sewing machines and other things. And with very questionable, uh, shady financial dealings, there's little money siphoned off the top. But he tells, he tells that in the narrative of the song, a brilliant song, uh, propelling rhythms, um, picks up that whole, the Ava Perone Foundation. But without any, to your point, without any redeeming, without any sense of, of the good that it may have done, even though she didn't address any of the deep social structural issues. I mean, who does really? What politician really has? Che Guevara, Fidel Castro, perhaps.
3: Would you like to try a college education? Own your landlord's house, take the family on vacation. And her blessed fund can make your dreams come true Here's all you have to do, my friends Write your name and your dream on a card or a pad or a ticket Throw it high in the air and should our lady pick it She will change your way of life for a week or even two Name me anyone who cares as much as Ava Pearl. Directions, to the poor, to the weak, to the destitute of all complexions Now cynics exclaim a little of the cash has gone astray But that's not the point, my friends When the money keeps rolling out, you don't keep books You can tell you've done well by the happy, grateful looks Accountants only slow things down, figures get in the way Never been a lady loved as much as ever Pearl
0: This is a theological question, I think. I, 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 you and I are both, you know, white Anglican clergy. In some ways, like, I, I want to, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot in, in, in the church that I work at where we, you know, we do a lot of work that I would call, quote unquote, charity work for, quote unquote, the poor, right? Uh, this is something that churches do a lot of. Jesus calls us to do this work. But I think often the critique uh, from outside the church, and sometimes from within the church, is this is basically a version of what Che thinks Ava is doing, right? It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. But you are doing nothing, and you have been doing it for years. You're throwing a couple paper paper towels in the way of people to try to, you know. I think about it. You know, we we talk a lot about the um, the continuum between charity and justice, right? The only thing that I think redeems quote unquote church charity from. Enabling structural poverty, which is one of the critiques of what we're doing, is it can't just be handing people enough food to get them through the day. We also have to be thinking upstream about what's causing this kind of poverty, of uh, and then and then thinking about what does justice look like. So that's where I think Che's critique of Ava is: she's just doing charity; she's not doing justice. That's a theological critique at one level, right? She is actually keeping people in a certain way in their in their situation. But to your point, right, like no no political structure that i 'm aware of has really managed to um, there, I, i'm not aware of a, there's no right answer to this i guess is, is you know this is a, um, this is a complicated this' is a complicated question what is the best way to bring people out of poverty what do government like what power does government have what power does celebrity have and we might then add to that what power does the church have or you know or abdicate some of the time? Um, are we helpful or are we hurting? I think that's a really important question for churches to ask when we engage in this work of uh, of charity and justice.
2: Well, and as Anglicans, too, we're very identified with the empire, whether it's the British Empire or the Episcopal Church, the American Empire. I mean, the framers of the Constitution of the Episcopal Church were the same framers of the Constitution of the United States. And in many places, church and Church is well connected with people in power, and so consciously or unconsciously, there is a kind of support of the system as it exists. And then we become kind of like Eva Peron, throwing out sewing machines and dentures and so forth to the poor. Whether the deep critique, and same is true in Anglicanism. Uh, I mean, we pray uh, every week for the king. We used to pray for the queen, you know, and it's not. Hoping that Elizabeth, may she rest in peace or Charles, you know, have a, are spared illness. It's praying for the structure of, of the, of, of, of the empire, of the, the, of power, of power and all that is associated with that. And I think actually Evita in the stage productions and so forth does a fairly good job of caricaturing the oligarchy, uh, at least in the productions that I've seen, uh, the oligarchs all move together choreographically across the stage with their cups of tea or their cocktails in hand, singing a um, uh, very British sounding... Oh yes, uh, it's the Ascot Cavat. Yeah, it's the Ascot Cavat. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun yep. across the stage. A little English country dance. Yep. Um, whereas the 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 poor gathering in front of the plaza, crying "Ava Perone," they're looking for a savior. And then I'm taken, you know, to Jesus Christ Superstar with, right. uh, yes. with, you know, why did you choose such a backward time and such a weird place? the 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 contrast between zealotry and the conversion of the heart um, is is at play here too. And these shows deep fear of the people.
0: I mean, that's what's so ironic, to me, both about Jesus Christ Superstar, but think about the music that when the, when the crowd is standing outside the castle, you know, Peron, Peron, it's these weird discordant, I mean, it, I think it's meant to sound like horror music to us, right? Because I think what Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, not to put too fine a point on it, they're like you and I, right? They're good upper middle class British boys. So at one level, yeah, it's, it's easy to satirize the upper class of British society. That's them. They know that world and yet there is this deep fear i think to what what is being unleashed in the the people right this is where i think framing this as you did at the beginning of the episode thinking about politics in britain in the late 70s right like these are i mean i think one way that i could uh one way that i could understand this is these are two upper class boys who are terrified of the revolution that they see implicit in the streets around them because they know at some level that the people are going to come for us right it's right. it's andrew it's lord lloyd webber and lord tim rice who are going to be I mean, you know, executed, we might say. That's the fear, right? This goes back to, I think, the French Revolution. I mean, I think this goes way back in British history, this fear of what will happen when the lower classes do finally get empowered and rise up against us. I mean, there will blood will flow in the streets. So musically, the show, I think, is terrified of that shout, Eva, Eva, Peron, Peron, you know, the, the darkness implicit in that.
3: People of Argentina, your newly elected president, one pair on. <speaking in French> Argentinos, Argentinos, we are all shirtless now, fighting against our common enemies, poverty, social injustice, foreign domination of our industry. Reaching for our common goals, our independence, our dignity, our pride. Let the world know that our great nation is awakening, and that its heart beats in the humble bodies of Juan Perón and his wife, the First Lady
1: of Argentina, Eva de
0: And, and I think that's a little bit happening in Jesus Christ Superstar too, right? That's Judas's pushback. Again, Judas is kind of the Che Guevara character, I suppose, of Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, pushing the story back. And it. Yeah. And warning Jesus, right? Like, don't get used by the people. The people will use you for nefarious aims. I mean, you know, I think Evita is a little bit terrified of Ava, uh, but I think it's more terrified of the people and, and the ways in which she manipulates them, uh, you know, uses them. And I mean, I, I guess the, the kind of that all reaches its culmination in kind of the great, you know, act two, top of the top of act two, Don't Cry For Me Argentina. I'm just great thinking R. the same uh, thing because you yeah. actually
2: get this contrast of the Perón, 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 and then vita, Yeah,
0: right. Evita. Evita And she steps I mean, she's she's Eliza in You know, she comes out in the ball gown She's, you know, her hair is blonde That That is such an iconic image, right? Yes. I mean, like, you know, with, with hands upraised The palms almost in a benediction But I mean, that song is so It's a plea She's singing it to the people, right? Like, don't cry for me Even though everything you see is glitzy and glamorous and wealthy I am one of you right yes. like i the truth is i never left you all through my wild days my mad existence she says i kept my promise it
4: won't be easy you'll think it's strange when i try to explain how i feel that i still need your love after all that i've done you won't believe me See, is a girl you once knew Although she's dressed up to the nines At sixes and sevens with you I had to let it happen I had to change Couldn't stay window, staying out of the sun. So I chose freedom, running around, trying everything new, but nothing impressed me at all. I never expected it. And as for fortune, and as for fame, I never invited them in. Though it seemed to the world they were all I desired. They are illusions. They are not the solutions they promised to be. you love me don't cry for me Argentina
0: now what so what is that right is that a is that a is that like I I am one of you I am I am going to enter the system to undo it I think that's some level of the I promise think so. is
2: she's not born into that system this is not yeah. not queen elizabeth not um, uh, not any of the the stars that they would know from uh, power and leadership in in england she comes from the lower class and yet she's dressed she's uh, uh mackia yeah. Uh lauren, Bacalli, lauren Bacalli. Um, uh <laughs> yeah. dressed like it And I'm their savior is what she sings in that. That's what they call me. So Lauren, but call me. So she becomes a kind of a female, a woman savior. It's not unlike Jesus Christ. In some ways, they're playing with this. And are they playing at another level? I think you're absolutely right about British politics. Are they playing at another level? They're both still very young here with the pitfalls Of peaking too soon, (laughs) Hmm. you know, (laughs) both Jesus and Ava Perone, you know, cut short, lives ended at 33. They're probably around that same age uh, now. What is it? What's the cult of stardom? Uh, How is it resisted? Uh, What are the dangers of it? Is that the nightmare in some way? I mean, as well? is
0: this just—is this just a quarter-life crisis, guys? Who have, like hit thirty? I remember this right when I turned thirty. I was like, "Oh fuck, is that all there is?" is like, that all I've there gotten is? you know, like I've gotten everything I thought I was supposed to. I mean, Richard Rohr talks about this, right? It's the it's the phenomenon of falling upward when you you know you spend your whole first half of your life you know it's ego driven. This is this is Ava, right? Like getting everything you think you want using every trick in the book to get the things that you you think you want, and then you get them. I mean, in some ways, this is the story that Jesus Christ Superstar tells. This is the story that Evita tells, I think, right? Like, what happens when you get everything you want? And then you realize, and that's what she sings in Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, right? Like, uh, as for fortune, as for fame, I never invited them in. Though it seemed to the world that was all I desired. They They are are illusions. illusions. They are not the solutions they promised to be. The answer, she says, was here all the time. She looks at the people, sings I love you, and hope you love me. And then I think musically, like, she's meant to kind of... Like choke up a little bit. So they start humming, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is what they're going to sing. That's the Requiem, right? That's a Salve Regina. Uh, they sing this. It's the lead this, motif this,
2: throughout the yeah, it just keeps coming back over and I over again. I think it's a hymn.
0: I think it's yeah. like it's the hymn of the people. You know, we we stand with you, you know. I, I I have a lot of questions about, you know, it's like she seems like at the beginning of the of the thing, she says, you know, I'm 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 dressed up to the nines, I'm at sixes and sevens with you. So it's like there seems to be although they're shouting her name, so it's like, what what do you like? Clearly they adore you, but she feels this kind of I mean, there's some kind of conflict happening for Ava in that right. moment, right? She's standing in front of them as they're queen as their savior, as their madonna. She seems to have this deep kind of self-doubt, right? Like and I think it's I think it is the self-doubt of like, oh fuck, this is what I've been working for. It's here now. Oh my god, they love me. What do I do with this?
2: And right? in some ways, it's an answer to Judas's question at the end of Jesus Christ Superstar, if you'd had more media, you would have done better. And she's got all the media she's in the world. All the media. Like literally that she's front page news in the world press especially on the Rainbow Tour when she goes to Europe, even though that doesn't go particularly well. She's looked to, she's in some ways, uh, one of the first celebrities of, of her time, um, of this time period. Someone who was famous, photogenic, beautiful. So she, whereas Jesus, Judas says, you know, if you'd had a better press, if you'd been born in a better time, you would have succeeded. Then Evita says in, in yeah.
0: 5 BC had no mass communication exactly. which she, she's got right she's she a radio got, star she yeah.
2: got but her project also comes to a tragic end
0: Well I mean does it I I guess that you know I, we got the same question about Jesus right I mean here we are 2000 years later <laughs> global christianity <laughs> yeah. is not exactly a failed movement uh, in the same way you know I'd say the, the legacy of Eva Peron is by no means a you know she is She's still high-flying, adored, you know. Like she's she's become. I mean, may maybe in our lifetimes, Peter will actually become a literal saint. She could. So you know, I think this is in some ways, like, yeah, this is the same story as Jesus Christ in some ways, right? She feels like a kind of a fraud, like a, like a failure. She's asking the people to prop her up. I think there's something, I mean, there's something that I recognize about that. There's also something that kind of terrifies me a little bit about that. I mean, I think you and I both know, right? Like the love of the crowds is a fickle, Jesus knows this when he, you know, when he's walking into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey on Palm Sunday, and they're shouting his name, you know, like in, in a matter of five days, those shouts of Hosanna turn to crucify, right? Like this is such a, this is a story that, that Christianity tells, I think, quite well. The adulation of the crowds is a fickle adulation. And I think Tim Rice and, and Ray Weber are doing something really similar, right? Like the crowd is a is a is a monster. The crowd is a complicated thing, can be used for devious purposes. Um, and very quickly those those shouts of of adulation turns to shouts for violence. That is how you know that's how groups tend to work so i think there is a kind of i don't know there's there's a deep kind of fear there and i think ava feels that right like oh boy what have i unleashed and also this sense of of fraudulence right she really needs some kind of she's longing for authenticity i think right like don't forget i am one of you i haven't i haven't lost my soul i think that's it's a plea right i have not lost my soul and i think the show is asking us to right like is that true or not has she
2: well and and she may not have lost her soul but having hitched her wagon to Peron's star while she's seeking to be the savior, he's clamping down. He's, he's building up the, the army, even though he's, he, once he gets the support of the unions, um, to bring him the, the presidency, uh, he pretty much forgets them. The foundation, the Ava Perone Foundation, is a bit of flash and mirrors to distract. You know, don't look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> don't
0: look at the fascist <laughs> over there who's having... A- journalists arrested and political dissidents executed yes. or some version of that, right? Yeah. Is it really fascism or is it is a kind of a, a, you know, an authoritarianism I, regardless? I think, yeah, there is a, uh, yeah, there's a warning there, right? Peron is maybe not, not the, not the star to hit your wagon to.
2: Right. And she is denied political power by the oligarchs, by the generals that surround her, even though that is what she aspires to. So she's never really given the, um, Never really given the real, the real keys to the structural piece. She's kept pretty much as a distraction, a shiny thing to look at, have some money, give it away uh you know uh, kiss the peasants um
0: yeah except there is a, i don't know like i i think about you know it's like she's queen of people's hearts i think about princess diana which is a, well, another sort of contemporary you know it's like you know yes she is denied all of the structural power but she she manages to get something that i want to say i mean at one level is maybe better she people love her i mean isn't I don't know. I think that this is maybe the question the show is asking. Maybe this is what Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber are asking in their thirties, right? What's better to get to the top of your profession, to get win all the awards and be lauded as the you know the the king of Broadway, or to write musicals that people love? And that grab, you know, in some ways, like, you know, I guess they kind of got both of them. But, like, Evita was kind of, you know, was not a critical success. It's a popular success. It's a show that people adore. Ava is a character that people adore. She, You know, uh, you're dismissed, as you say, by, by those in power and I think regarded with a great deal of suspicion by people who are questioning what kind of a legacy that is. But people love her.
2: There's at, no at one musical level like, of Juan Perón. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, structurally, right? Like this is a, this is a, this is a Cinderella story. I mean, you know, she wins the musical, whether or not she wins at life, whether or not, you know, she loses her soul. This is a star vehicle for a, for a, you know, female embodied person. Uh, she, she wins. She gets a Vita. I mean, what better prize than Don't Cry For Me, Argentina? That's, great, That's yeah. a great number.
2: I know. And you said there's a, I didn't know this, there's a Madonna version, a disco Madonna version Uh, of Don't Cry For Me. You never heard the disco Uh, version. I don't know that I really even even (laughs) want to.
1: Don't cry for me, Argentina. (laughs)
0: <laughs> don't cry for me Argentina yeah um uh, yeah. it's uh yeah perhaps a little blip of history some of our listeners may have a very affectionate relationship to that uh, that particular bit of gay culture so I, I want to be careful about it but yes I, I mean I, I, maybe this is a, a long way of, of saying you know think about this I, I am very interested in the phenomena you, you and I've talked about this the phenomena of divas yes right like uh, Madonna played this role. Patty LuPone's career was created by this role. Meryl Streep wanted it, Faye Dunaway wanted it. At Page part, in a London page. Yeah. Barbara Streisand was supposed to do the actually Oliver Stone wrote the wrote the movie as I understand it for Barbara Streisand. They used that script for later for Madonna. Uh, this is a star vehicle. This is a diva vehicle. There's, you know, like at one 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 of my questions is like, you know, why why are we so compelled by divas? What are are they serving to emancipate women, or is and or is this a way of propping up the patriarchy? I mean, that's a question I think about Ava Perone. But I have that I have that quite, You know, these are almost all creations of male creators, right? Ava is a creation of Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Hal Prince, Patty Lapone, You know, I think in in that role, right, uh, buttoned up in that white dress, is pushing back like crazy. They are making me scream. This is a man who hates women. Um, so I mean, I, I think her critique of the role. And maybe the phenomenon of the diva is this is misogyny. This is a creation of men. Invariably, these are women who die. You know, I think about, you know, like Madam Butterfly. I was going to say the whole
2: operatic uh, tradition. The uh, tra- yeah, uh, Sutherland uh, going Mimi. mad on stage, exactly. night after Lucia. night. Lucia, yeah.
0: exactly, yeah, and and you know it's like a rife on Broadway. Mama Rose, I mean, she has a breakdown; she doesn't die at the end, but you know, like so many of these great female roles. I mean, in some ways, like, here we are in, you know, 2023 with the White Lotus and Jennifer Coolidge, you know, being kidnapped by four gays who take her to see Madame Butterfly and then try to shoot her. I mean, they, you know, she actually ends up, you know. So, I mean, in some ways, like, I I love that scene in White Lotus where she comes out of the thing with the gun and shoots all the gays. It's like, I think that's what Patty wants to do at some level, right? Mm -hmm. She wants to, like, you know, she wants to shoot all the gays who are locking her into this screaming banshee diva role, giving her all this love. But also asking her to do something that I—I mean—I think she would say like is is dangerous for her voice and maybe to her as a person. I there's something really interesting to me about the uh, the deep critique of of divaness that I
2: think haunts Evita a little bit. I think you're right, and 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 as you say, they're very empowered, fully realized women who have be, who've played this role. Uh, not uh, Streisand didn't play it, but she might as well have Elaine Page. Patty uh Madonna, who really broke through the boundaries yep. of sexuality, put her stamp on it, put for her sure. stamp yeah. on it, and 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 I think sought to bring a little more depth. Uh, and this is not a critique of Patty Lapone, who I think is mm-hmm. is brilliant and is uh, amazing. Of course, I adore, but a little more humanity into the into the role. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to know why why men why the patriarchy sets. The uh, divas up for the tragedy. Sets yeah, is it, the tragedy. is it?
0: I mean, they're, 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 I guess I'm going to argue from the other side of my mouth. You know, the, the men that tend to <laughs> embrace these shows are men who are attracted to other men. Yeah. I mean, I think one way that we could understand Evita is she's a queer character, right? She's, you know, she's using her sexuality uh, in a world that that basically uh, labels her as you know, by her sexuality, right, and that is a that's a very queer story. We are the we are the people who are labeled in public by what we do in private. Um, she she's labeled as a whore, and so she uses her she uses what she's got. She uses her glamour. She uses her body. Uh, you know, she says to wamperon "I'd be very good for you, not just for you know, like not just for a one night stand. I can yeah. I can take you somewhere." And she's not wrong. She is great for him. So I I, I there's a piece of me that like I, I identify with that character at some level, right? I see I see other gay men like me getting obsessed with Patty and and Elena Rogers and Madonna you know it's like something about this does resonate with me and i think like there is a kind of a kinship there right like it's it's a way of recognizing uh it's a way of seeing women maybe as not right like in the way that the military in the show can't right she's just a whore forget about her and 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 one one level it's like no 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 let's let's take a second look at this phenomenon right like let's let's see what this woman is doing to you know to survive we might say in a you know in a machismo culture and i don't know like there is also a piece of me that's like whose whose interests are being served here does this do does this does this i mean no she she says i chose freedom does she does she get anything like freedom or is she trapped in a kind of diva vehicle um I, I don't know i that's 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 my deep kind of pondering about the phenomenon of divas and whether or not that's a helpful or a hurtful thing
2: yeah and and can you be a saint i mean i think sort of theologically can you be a saint if you've slept your way to the top, if you never actually address the structural injustice that exists in society, but you are a compassionate person who gives the crowds more than something to wave to, something to aspire to? I mean, in some ways, it's the capitalist dream, you know, um, call girl uh, to... Uh, Basically, queen of Argentina. I mean, let's let's be honest about it. It's the American dream. It's yep. if you yep. play your cards your right, yep. you can be you can be president. You can do anything you want. It's that kind of story. And is that the adulation that the that the crowd, whose you know uh, scary taunts of Perón, turn into a more lyrical Avita. So that they're humming along with, don't cry for me. Salve I Regina, Mater Misericordiae. Yeah. Is, that, is that the story here?
0: Our life, our sweetness, and our hope. I mean, I don't know. There is something beautiful to me about that. And also deeply unsettling. Yeah. I mean, I guess, that, I mean, maybe the theological question here is, you know, what What does it mean to be a saint? Like, what's required for sainthood? I mean, you know, in some ways, like, it will be really interesting to watch the historical Ava Perone's journey through the beatification process. I'm really curious, um, because at one level, you know, it's like, I mean, I don't think she was actually as much of a whore as the show paints her to be, but she's certainly not an uncomplicated moral figure. She's not a, she's not a virgin. She's um, not a Mother so, Teresa. She's not Mother Teresa. Although has it, you know, it's like, so what, what, if we're going to, if we're going to call her a saint, what are the qualities there that we are saying these are holy qualities? I mean, you know, it's like, I, she, she is, uh, she is touching people. I think, you know, the, this, she's queen of people's hearts. She's offering hope. She's offering maybe not justice, uh, but she 's seeing people offering seeing a different people. way of of navigating we might say a corrupt structure i don 't know you know corrupt that 's a strong word uh, a, a difficult structure, figuring out ways to get people to help people where they are where they 're at i mean you know like there is something um,
2: and i think there 's genuine compassion there yeah. i mean um, we can you know throw dentures, throw paper towels we can look at that in a in a critical way in and, a caustic way or we but can look at also it need in terms of practical exactly <laughs> yeah.
0: well i mean one, one, one conversation that we've had about the show i remember you you likening kind of her um i mean her presentational style to anglo-catholicism the way that it existed in the 19th century yes. in in the slums of east of the east end of london right where it's like uh, the idea here is the poor are the most deserving of of beauty, yes. right? That, that If there's anything that religion offers, it is beauty. It's sumptuous music. It's beautiful fabrics and smells and ornate architecture and light and sound. And the Anglo-Catholic movement, at least as it existed in England in the, in the 19th century, said that first and foremost is God's preferential option for the poor. Then we can talk about who else might be attracted to this thing. Now, that's also, right, like, that's not necessarily changing anything structural. That's it is right. just offering beauty to people whose lives don't, do at least as we understand them, looking at them, don't seem to have a lot of beauty. Now, there is a kind of patriarchalism, there's a kind of paternalism there
2: that I don't love. It's usually beauty accompanied by compassionate acts of service. Uh, yeah. Not structural justice, but compassionate acts of service almost always went along with the Anglo-Catholic shrines in the slums of London at the turn of the century um, and beyond. Uh, So it was that marriage, an inconvenient marriage in some ways, and also for those of us, you know, left of center, missing the point that the structure, the upstream stuff is what needs to be dealt with and often caricatured, and and we talked about this earlier, as as band-aids and yeah, I had we had similar issues uh, in my time at the cathedral in Vancouver, to which my response always was, yes, some of what we're doing is Band-Aid. And if you're bleeding, yeah, you need a Band-Aid. Band-Aid. Um, so but it's an uncomfortable place. And I think it's good that that Christians feel uncomfortable in it, in the charity versus justice conversation it's more than two poles it's a it's a continuum, and it's very difficult to navigate our way through it I think, as Ava Perone I think herself discovered
0: yeah and i mean at one level I mean she is. She is uh, in dialogue and in relationship with the the people in a way that, you know, Juan Perón is not. He is mostly, you know, in the halls of power, you know, enacting laws and offing people, I suppose. She's, you know, maybe she's raising in in a corrupt foundation, but all of her heartfelt moments in the musical... She is singing. If there's a love story in Evita, it's Evita and the people, exactly. right? The, exactly. the heterosexual marriage trope is really nowhere to be seen in this thing other than a very caustic, you know, she is in love with the people. She, she wants them to see her. She. I think we're meant to understand she sees them in a way that the men in their lives do not, the political leaders in their lives. They see her. They make her a saint. At one level, I think that's a beautiful story about what it actually means to be in relationship with the people that you're attempting, right? Like it's it's not othering them. It's not oh, they are the poor. They are they are they are me. I am them. Yes. Now you know there's 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 a piece of me that is a little nervous around that. But there is something there's something, there's beautiful, something beautiful about, about it. it. Yeah, when you're actually you know when you're when you're at a soup kitchen serving people, you're at their eye level. You're interacting with them. You're talking with them. Uh, you're in con- I mean, ideally, right, like you're not just, you know, othering them, throwing stuff their way so that they leave you alone.
2: And you're giving them this day their daily bread, right? Yeah, I mean, you're
0: engaging in an actual relationship with people yeah. and getting to know them. Theoretically, that's a you know as important, maybe, in terms of the heart transformation as anything we might do structural. I mean, it's easy to sit in a conference room and, you know, plot out policies that have no relationship to people's actual lives. I think that's also a fair critique yeah. of the way that politics tends to treat quote-unquote, social justice problems. That's not always a relational approach. And that's what Ava's doing. It's purely a relational approach. So there's there's pitfalls there too. But there's also great beauty there. I mean, that's if, if there's if there's sainthood to be sought in that continuum, I think that's where I'm going to look for sainthood, is somebody who's like Jesus actually, you know, washing the feet of the people he's in relationship with. That's discipleship.
2: And if she needs to put the the fancy clothes on, which she does as she sings, not for her, but for them. Is that, is that, is that praiseworthy? Is that, is, are are we navigating, is, is, are her actions helping navigate her towards sainthood?
0: Yeah. I mean, at one level, it is at least beautiful. Yeah.
2: And I think we dismiss beauty as a,
0: um as a theological virtue, but it, it's important. I mean, you know, like bringing beauty into people's lives actually is holy work. I think it's not, it's not I the agree. only thing that's worth doing, but, you know, you can you can structure all kinds of policies. If 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 there's no beauty in the world, what's the what's the point?
2: And whatever else you say about it, don't cry for me, Argentina is a beautiful melody. <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful song. It's a, yeah. it's an earworm for sure, but it it goes to the heart. And in the big balcony scene that we've talked about and been thinking about throughout this, it's one of the great moments. In it's a
0: great moment. Musical
2: theater. It, it really is. It's iconic. Um, yep. and, and you just wait for it when you see a mm-hmm. production. How's, how's the actor playing Evita going to approach this? Yep. When's she, when she going to raise her palms and benedict? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a priestly
0: moment, right? It's yeah. her benediction. And as an audience, we become part of her crowd, right? Like, I mean, you know, like there's people on stage who are literally her crowd. But we are all enlisted yeah. in that project. She is blessing all of us. And in that moment, I think Evita is our priest, um, and that's a, I mean, at one level, like, that's a
2: blessing I'll take. I think Absolutely. that's a beautiful blessing. It's very Puccini-like, too. It's got that... It's very Puccini. Very Puccini. Very sort of 19th century, high melodrama.
0: High this, flying adored. The
2: stuff that Andrew Lloyd Webber just loves. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. It might be schlock, but it's effective schlock. <laughs>
2: I'll take it. Let's leave it there. Until next there. time. Thank you, you All right. Okay.
0: The Gospel of Musical Theater is a production of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral in Portland,
1: Oregon. Join Peter and Nathan every other Friday right here in your podcast feed and connect
0: with us on Instagram and Twitter at Gospel of MT. Learn more and support us at trinity episcopal.org slash podcasts. See you next
1: time.